Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time is running out for the Vegas Golden Knights, and between now and Game 5, they do not have a lot of time to get some concrete answers. they just got to find a way to get some answers in general. Welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Saturday, September 12th, 2020, and in an event to make up for not having an episode yesterday, today's episode is your post-game pod for Game 4 of the Western Conference Final. My name is Danny Webster, and I appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, which is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order, much which I think the Golden Knights would like to have $10 off this entire series because right now it is about as, it's about as dire as it can be. Now, we couldn't get an episode out yesterday, So we decided to move it to tonight. Maybe we should have stuck with the original plan of doing a regular episode on Friday and then coming back with the post game on Monday to get you ready for for Monday's game five because the Vegas Golden Knights are one loss from having an otherwise strong playoff run end in smoke. The Dallas Stars won two to one in game four of the Western Conference final on Saturday to take a commanding three to one series lead with game five on Monday and a pretty dang good realistic chance of closing this series out. This game was the same script for the Golden Knights, but they almost got a different result. They dominated the shot chart like they had for the most part of this series. They out-attempted Dallas by over 30 attempts, I believe it was 68-38, and they even took the lead in the second period. Alec Martinez scored a power play goal in the second period at 744 to give Vegas a 1-0 lead. Good news that if you are the Golden Knights in that situation, every team to have scored first in this series went on to win the game. So basically, if you're the Golden Knights, you could not have written a better script than what you had planned out for the first 28 minutes of this game. And then everything changed on the stick of Peter DeBoer's best friend, Joe Pavelski. And really, it wasn't Pavelski's individual effort It was much like the Golden Knights have run into many a times throughout their franchise history. It's one thing to change the course of a game. Nate Schmidt has the puck in the Vegas zone. He turns it over off a great play from Andrew Cogliano. Schmidt dives back to try and get a stick on Joe Pavelski's stick, who, by the way, he has the puck with about three feet in front of Robin Leonard. Schmidt dives, tries to get the stick on Pavelski's stick. The puck goes up in the air, knuckles a bit like a good old knuckler, goes right over Leonard's glove, and it's in the back of the net. Game is tied at one. From that point on, the Stars took the game over. They turned up the pressure much like Vegas did when they went up 1-0. Dallas started clogging the neutral zone. Dallas started doing things that they have done for the majority of this series, which is give Vegas fits in every zone of the ice. The only good thing going for Vegas at this point was that if they got on the penalty kill, which they had done 22 straight times successfully, they would be fine if they kept playing the way they did. 
That was until Brady McNabb got called for holding on Alexander Radulov, and it took 11 seconds for Jamie Benn to fire a rebound past Leonard to make it 2-1, and the eventual final score, that goal came with 59 seconds left in the second period. As for the third period, Dallas controlled the third period. Don't get a mistake, and the Stars gave the Golden Knights a plethora, a plethora of chances, including a 5-on-3 for the second game in a row with six minutes and some change to go. Vegas got five shots on goal in that five-on-three with nothing happening, and Dallas killed the rest of the clock with relatively no problem. They parked the bus much like they did in game one and did not allow Vegas to even get set up in the offensive zone. Two-to-one final score, three-to-one series lead for the Stars, and everything is going up in flames right now. If you're a Golden Knights fan, Robin Leonard made 18 saves, Yet another night where he didn't see a lot of action, yet the small, minute details worked more in Dallas's favor, yet again, rather than the Golden Knights. But let's let's be realistic here. 3-1 series lead, as I talked about it on Thursday. If, you, if Pete DeBoer has one more 3-1 comeback in the cards, that's the only way Vegas is going to be able to pull this off. The Golden Knights are in trouble. There is no other way around it. They have scored six goals through four games in this series, they have 10 in their last seven, and they are in need of a desperate, desperate spark. I'm not exactly sure what that spark is, and it may come with drastic changes because if you are Pete DeBoer, as we talked about before earlier in the week, you press the buttons at the right time to get the results that you need. Now's the time to bring out the big red button and see if Pete DeBoer will push it. If not, the Golden Knights are going to be leaving the Edmonton bubble in a very quick hurry, and it's going to be a Western Conference final that they would like to forget. So whatever changes are coming for Vegas, they they may need to be drastic. And we will discuss those potential changes rather shortly. But first, friends, today's episode is brought to you in part by Built Bar, a longstanding partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now back with a new look and a new feel, Built Bar has six new flavors ready for you to try. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those six new flavors will go great with their 12 original flavors, including coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person, and you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. If you act now by going to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. You'll also get a free cooler with your next with your next purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. That's B-U-I-L-T bar.com. And as a reminder, friends, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. If you would like to send an email, because those are fun as well, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is the place to do that. So I tweeted after the Golden Knights had their 5-on-3 killed. I said the Golden Knights might have just lost this series. I mean, if you cannot score in that given situation and you let Anton Kudobin not see a whole lot of traffic on that five on three, you get five shots off and you cannot score. 
you pretty much are at the point where you need to find something to change things up. And if you're Pete DeBoer, again, you do not have a lot of time to change things up considering how every game is every other day. Let's call it for what it is. None of these games have been dominated by the Dallas Stars. None of these games have been dominated by the Vegas Golden Knights. Dallas, while up 3-1, has not dominated statistically. But as a team and playing team defense in front of their goaltender, the Stars have been 100% grade A, the better team. But while I think the series is likely over, unless the Golden Knights make drastic changes to the way they play and maybe the personnel that they have on the ice, and through three of the four games, that doesn't look likely there's still a chance for Vegas to make a run here. And I and I know it sounds crazy, but the way that this series has gone about as evenly as it can be, one or two bounces have projected the balance of power clearly to Dallas's side. The overall goal total in this series is 6-6. Six to six. Both teams with six goals. You are not out of the woods if you're Vegas. You still have a chance. You still have a chance. All you have to do is win the next game by one goal and maybe not lose the next game by one goal and maybe go into game seven and hopefully win. As stupid as it sounds, that's literally all it is. Win the next game. Win the next period by one goal. That's all you really need to do if you're Vegas. But Vegas does need to change something. What that is exactly, I'm not even sure. We can sit here for 300 hours and talk about how be- how much better Vegas needs to be getting traffic in front of Kudobin to make life tough on Kudobin. We've been saying that for four games now, and right now the changes have not been imminent. Nothing has changed. There has been no net front presence. All the shots have, made- have basically come from the point. There have been no dangerous chances from the slot. There have been no dangerous chances in the crease. Vegas has tried very hard, I should say, to make those happen, but I feel like when you overcomplicate things, it puts a wrench into your plan offensively, which is what has happened now with Vegas. Do you make changes to the lineup? Does Ryan Reeves come out of the lineup? Does someone like Patrick Brown really make a difference on that fourth line? Or do you go full balls to the wall and put Peyton Krebs in the lineup because you need some sort of spark? And why not throw the young kid out there even though his eyes may be bigger than a deer in cotton headlights? You might want to think about doing something like that. How drastic of a change do you make defensively? Even though it hasn't been murderous, the eye test shows what it shows. Brady McNabb and Nate Schmidt were the main culprits to both goals scored by Dallas tonight. Now, I don't think the answer really is taking both of them out, but do you take one of them out? Do you take out Nick Holden and possibly put in maybe a Nick Haig, maybe a Dylan Coughlin, maybe a John Merrill? Do you think about putting someone else on the blue line to interject, hopefully, some momentum to go your way? Do you go for the complete screw it move and just say, forget about it, we're going with Marc-Andre Fleury on Monday? Even though that could potentially be the very last game Marc-Andre Fleury plays in a Vegas Golden Knights uniform, even though I think he should have gotten the start tonight. Again, Robin Leonard hasn't been bad, but you need a spark any which way you can, whether it be actually goal scoring, overall team defense, or 
overall better play to eliminate any power play chances, whatever way it is that you can do to get a spark, you should do it. Does Marc-Andre Fleury bring that much more of a spark than compared to what Robin Leonard did? Honestly, I don't know what the answer is. There is no easy answer. The Golden Knights have been better in almost every statistical category for the better part of four games in this series. If you take away a goal in game one in the first three minutes, if you take away an overtime goal in game three, and if you take away a knuckler in game four, are the Golden Knights better than the Dallas Stars right now? I don't know. I honestly can sit here and tell you that through four games, I don't even know if Dallas is the better overall team. Vegas still might have an edge there, but as far as collectively, as far as a team unit, as far as playing five guys in front of your goalie and making sure that that goalie has only allowed six goals through four games, the Stars might be the better constructed unit as far as a game plan goes because the Golden Knights have not been able to get anything going offensively for the better part of really the last seven games. 10 goals in seven games. If you go back to game five against Vancouver, they have 10 goals in seven games. Four of them have come by the defenseman, three of them by Shea Theodore, four of them have come on the power play, two of them have come on the empty net. None of this is working, especially in the previous 12 games, you scored 45 goals. You cannot make this stuff up, even if you try. Pacioretty hit a couple of posts and even missed a wide open net at one point. William Carlson nearly had a goal if Kudobin's pad did not devour the puck like a Venus flytrap. Alex Tuck could have gotten on the board. Mark Stone has been quiet despite a a fluke goal in game three. But overall, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. There's no traffic. There's no disruptiveness. There's no there's no shots. There's no dangerous chances. Anton Kudobin is seeing everything one step ahead of the other. And he continues to make saves over and over and over again when he is called upon. Nothing has changed. Nothing has worked. And as a result of that, the Knights are in trouble. And when there's no immediate fix, and when you can't even figure out what the fix is, because again, we can say all we want. Get in front of Kudobin. Get, put a body in front of Kudobin. Get a big body in front of Kudobin. Try and take away his line of vision. We can say that. But until we actually see results, we have to go into the mindset of Game 5 that it is not going to happen. Because right now, through four games... Dallas has been able to take away guys from crashing in front of Kudobin. Dallas has been able to make life easier, as easy as possible on their goaltender, knowing that he's going to be seeing in excess of 30 to 35 to 40 shots. And when there's no immediate fix with how even a series it's been, while maintaining the fact that Dallas is up 3-1, to one, the only hope you can have for Vegas is if Anton Kudobin turns into a pumpkin. If he just stands in the crease and does nothing, if he just doesn't move for three games, that is your only chance right now. Unless you can come up with, if you are Peter DeBoer and you are your coaching staff, unless you can come up with a game plan, a concise game plan that is going to completely alter the course of this series in one way or another, 
Because San Jose really didn't change much last year against Vegas. When Vegas went up 3-1, Vegas just all of a sudden just, just disappeared. Like, they just flat out disappeared. All the goal scoring came from games one through four. Games Game five, they got a couple of goals here, but they fell apart defensively. Game six, they forgot how to score. Game seven, they score three, but then they forgot how to play in the penalty kill for five minutes. So the, you give and take with what you got here. But if you are Peter DeBoer, you need to come up with a solution. And it doesn't matter what that is, whether that means bringing someone into the lineup that really should be in the lineup over someone else, or if you think a change in goal is going to set a spark, whatever you've got to do, you got to be pushing the right buttons. There's a big red button somewhere. It's time to push it. Right now, there are no answers. Go out there Monday and hope to win a game. Then you do it again on Wednesday. And then you get another chance on Friday. And if you can get it all the way to next Friday, you're in good shape. But the Golden Knights don't have any answers right now. The series is not over yet. It definitely feels like it will be on Monday. But the Golden Knights don't have a lot of time to get the right answers that they need in order to extend their season. And right now, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting money on Dallas to win that game on Monday. Because until the Golden Knights show me something different, show us something different, they're going to be back on the plane to Vegas on Tuesday morning. And it, and it ain't going to be a pretty flight, knowing how close they got through all the trouble they had in the Vancouver series to finally win a Game 7, to get over the hump, to tie the Western Final at a game apiece, and to just completely fall flat and not have an answer for the Stars. Everything can come crashing down on Monday night if the Golden Knights do not come up with another game plan to get themselves going and to get some goals, get themselves on the board, and win a game. And then you got to do it again. And then you got to do it again. So not a lot of time for Vegas to finish this off. Coming up in a little bit, news and notes around the league. The General Manager of the Year Award was announced earlier tonight, and Lou Lamarillo, the GM of the New York Islanders, won the award. Kelly McCrimmon, the Golden Knights General Manager, finished fifth in the GM of the Year voting. The Chicago Wolves, the former AHL affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights, now, of course, that being the Henderson Silver Knights, and they're expected to still start play at some point this year, the Chicago Wolves are now the AHL affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes. The Charlotte Checkers, who were with Carolina for a little while, which included a Calder Cup championship, are now the AHL affiliate of the Florida Panthers. And finally, we also saw Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Final last night. The New York Islanders are on the board with a 5-3 to victory and you kind of hoped if you were an Islanders fan that you could at least win a game knowing that they were not going to have Braden Point, that they were not going to have Alex Kalorn while he's serving a suspension, and they were not going to have Steven Stamkos, and all the attention was going to be on Nikita Kucherov. You had to expect that uh, if you're an Islanders fan, but at least they are on the board. They have a chance now to tie the series at two games apiece with Game 4 tomorrow night. And that is your news and notes from a round the league. So now with us doing the post-game pod tonight, the plan now is to come back on Monday with another post-game pod. It will either be the last post-game pod 
that we do for the rest of the season until we get to next year, or we're going to get you ready for game six on Wednesday. A whole lot can happen between now and then, but expect a post-game pod Monday night, and then Tuesday we'll likely get you ready for game six if there will be a game six, and then Wednesday will be the post-game pod. If not, we'll just figure it out from there, and we'll see what we can do as far as who is where and whatnot. So that, my friends, will do it for me tonight. Thank you for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All that jazz is greatly appreciated. Again, follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. Follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com if you wish to do so. And we will be back Monday for, uh, I'm hoping not the last time we do a post-game pod, but we will be doing a post-game pod one way or the other on Monday night, the Golden Knights lose two to one tonight to Dallas. Dallas has a three to one series lead. They are one win away from going to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 20 years. And the Golden Knights are one loss away from one promising playoff run going completely up in flames. So thank you everybody for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the football tomorrow if you're going to be watching football. And until Monday, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a good weekend, everybody.